One of the keys to building our new world is going to be effective leadership. So today we're going to have a conversation with self-leadership author Andrew Bryant in this episode of the Solutions Oriented Leader Podcast. Hey everybody, Dr. Rick Goodman here with the Solutions Oriented Leader Podcast and we are in for a big treat. Today I've got one of the top leaders around the world, one of the best coaches. He not only is coming to us live from Singapore, he also spends a lot of time in Silicon Valley over here in the U.S. My good friend, author of the book Self-Leadership, coming to you live from Singapore, other side of the world, Andrew Bryant. Welcome to the Solutions Oriented Leader podcast, Andrew. How's it going down there in Singapore? Hey, Rick. It's going really well down here in Singapore. Uh, we have a thing called a circuit breaker, which is uh, our, our word for lockdown. Uh, but we're, we're, we're safe, secure. We have a roof over our head and we have food in our belly. So no complaints. It's interesting. We have a new normal and you have a circuit breaker. We say circuit breaker when we got to stop the stock market from moving forward because prices are going down, you know, so that's our circuit breakers. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now with your clients, how you advise them, you know, what's the sense of what people need to do to not only lead, but get back to life not as we know it, because it's never going to be normal again, but reinventing themselves and leading their, their way and their teams. Well, I mean, I always go back to the fundamentals. I've been teaching, researching self-leadership for over 20 years. And self-leadership is the practice of intentionally influencing your thinking, feeling, and actions towards your objectives. So it puts you at the locus of control. And, you know, the last of all human freedoms is the ability to choose our attitude. That goes back to Dr. Victor Frankel. So right now we have an opportunity to choose our attitude when we have a lack of choice about the environment. The environment is happening to us, but we get to choose our attitude. And the things that I'm talking to my people about, and when I say my people, the people I'm coaching, the leadership teams I'm working with, is that you need to get through accept to adjust so that you can advance. Right? When something like this happens, we, we feel a sense of grief because the goals that we had set, the, uh, the activities that we expected to do went away. So we feel that sense of loss. So we're going to get angry, frustrated, irritated, all of the above. The sooner we can accept that, the sooner we can adjust, the sooner we can advance. And so looking at those adjustments is what I've been doing with the leaders and the leadership teams I'm working with. And what type of adjustments have people been having to make? Well, of course, everybody that I'm working with are working from home. And I've been communicating from home. This is my home office since 2017, as well as the extensive travel. You know, I'm able to coach people around the world using things like this technology, video conferencing. Well, a lot of people, that's a new thing. Um, and what I like about the the challenge is that it actually is a level playing field. Once upon a time, if you were in head office, you actually had proximity bias. And if you were a virtual, you were working somewhere in a satellite city or a satellite country, it was harder to connect with senior leadership. Now it's a level playing field. So everybody is operating this way. Everybody has to learn how to connect and, and how to be accountable and how to influence through a virtual environment. And so a lot of the work is, okay, this is the new normal, as you said. How do we both lead ourselves, lead our teams, and be productive when we're operating in a new environment? You know, that's really interesting because I, I never have heard it said yet that it's now a level playing field. 
And it really is a level playing field because those of us who are on top of technology and a lot of our friends in the business, we really kind of, we're always looking at the next new thing on the cutting edge. And we were using it ourselves, not so much as teaching others to use that technology because, you know, we were putting it out there. And now the playing field is level. I know for a long time, we've been talking about how we're all our own TV stations. We're all our own, you know, media companies, which, which is kind of true, but the re reality was, Nobody else was paying attention because there wasn't the need or they didn't really have to do it. But now it's a survival type of thing. It is. And I mean, I've been coaching CEOs and senior leaders uh, you know, to have executive presence to project to the media as well as their own teams. And those that have embraced that were ready for this. Those that have avoided and said, well, I don't have to do that, uh, are now looking a little awkward on, on a video screen. I remember my first few videos back in 2016, 2017, they were horrible. Um, hopefully I've improved a bit now, um, mm -hmm. but we're also seeing some of our colleagues who have, you know, rejected technology suddenly going on Facebook live and, you know, some have been doing a great job and some are a train wreck. Right. Um, Cause this, you know, it's a learning curve. Any new form of communication has a learning curve attached to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. We had a speakers meeting yesterday, Florida Speakers Association, and uh, Caroline de Posada actually put on a program on doing virtual presentations. And, you know, she had the green screen up and she was using actually the virtual green screen from Zoom and was disappearing a little bit with the hands like you had, had said, um, where the hands were kind of, where are they? You know, now you see them, now you don't. So, you know, and also figuring out how to communicate with audiences because now meetings are really happening virtually. People are forced to do it. So it's a whole different type of interaction that you have to have because you can't always see them reacting to you. Yeah, well, with video you can, and I think you have to pay attention. You've always had to pay attention to your audience. Now your audience might be in gallery view. But going back to the core principles of leadership, which I know that, you know, you, you, you reference in your book, Solutions Orientated Leader, you know, there is transactional and there is transformational. And the danger with going virtual like this is, okay, we're on a meeting, we have to get to the, you know, to the objective as quickly as possible. And we're forget, forgetting sometimes to be transformational. Before we press record, you and I caught up for a few moments. And I think any leader, manager, supervisor needs to spend, you know, a few minutes before the call really gets in. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's happening? You know, how, how are you managing? What's happening for your family? Is everything okay? Because normally we would have those catch-ups around the water cooler and the coffee station. Now we need to do it. And they are as important as the transactional stuff. And some of the best teams that I'm working with are actually having virtual happy hours, virtual quiz nights, virtual catch-ups, as well as the transactional let's get productive stuff. That's I think we great. have to remember that we are human beings and we need that sense of connection. So give us three things that people can do right now to lead more effectively and connect with their teams during this pandemic until it kind of the circuit breakers go off again. Okay, well, let me see if I can come up with just three, as there's a lot. You can give us seven or 10, whatever you'd like. All right, well, look, I think, you know, for me, the maxim is always, you can't lead others unless you first lead yourself. And, and in leading yourself, you, you have to be kind to yourself. I mean, everybody's feeling that anger and frustration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so acknowledging that, but not allowing it to overwhelm you. Because 
you know, as coaches and leaders, right, it's okay to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm struggling too, but you can't go to pieces in front of your people. You know, if you're on the, if you're sitting on the airplane and the oxygen mask drop from the ceiling, you do not want to hear the captain having a meltdown. You want the captain to say, okay, fasten your seatbelts. We've got this under control. It's a problem, but we're going to solve it. Right, right. So, you know, leadership still has that. You can say, look, hey, this took me by, by surprise. I'm struggling too, but here's three things to do, right? So firstly, lead yourself and realize that people are looking to you for that leadership. So that, that's step one. Step two is to acknowledge that your people are going to be a bit more fragile than usual. You know, the triggers are going to be a little bit more sensitive. So, so don't jump down somebody's throat if they're a little bit short, a little less polished than normal. Have a little empathy. I think that's important. So we need to be more directive as leaders in, in a crisis, but not directive without and some level of empathy. And be very clear and concise in your communication. People do not want ambiguity right now, right? This is what we're going to do. You know, in two weeks, we might change that. But right now, for the next two weeks, this is, this is our actions. And, and what we need as leaders is when things are uncertain, we're looking for direction. We're not looking for participation, right? To my example of the captain, you know, if he said, let's have some focus groups, see what I should do, we'd all be, you know, <laughs> crossing ourselves or whatever at that point, right? Um, so, so I think it's very important. Lead yourself, have empathy, and be very clear about your directions. And that means that we're much more short-term than we normally are. Typically, I'm coaching leaders to be much more strategic, long-term, but we don't necessarily know what's after this. So right now, leaders need to get into the weeds a bit, be a little bit more hands-on, but not lose that silver thread to the big picture view. So everything you do today is about today, but it has a this, this too shall pass mindset around it. So we are tactical a little bit more than usual, but without letting go of the need to always have a strategic view, this too shall pass, which leads nicely into your solution orientated leadership mindset. Well, tell me, how do you plan your day? Do you, you know, I know you're such a productive guy, but since this has happened, are you still going full bore and putting in eight, 12 hours? Or are you taking care of yourself a little bit more and, and changing your routine to make sure that you're focused? Well, I think the first thing is to have a routine, right? So I absolutely was disrupted in the very early part, right? I, I did, well, no, actually, I think for the, for the very early part, I was doing 10, 12 hours a day. And then I had the, oh my God, this is happening. And I think I had a bit of a binge on Netflix uh, for a few days. And then I was kind to myself and said, you know, this is my psyche just readjusting. And then I set the habits. I can't go to my gym but I'm fortunate I have a, you know, I have a rowing machine and a TRX just outside of this office. So I made sure I started getting up at a regular time, doing my exercise, get on my calls, taking a, night, a little bit of a longer break in the middle of the day to, to connect with family and then working a little bit later into night. So I've got a routine. It's slightly adjusted, but it is a routine because a lot of the, the people I've been coaching have been discombobulated. You know, they, they've, they've lost a framework. And, and the mind can go a little bit nuts if it doesn't have a framework. I like the fact that we have a little bit more time to be reflective. And I think if you've got that, by all means, use it. But you've got to create some habits and structure in your life or, or things are going to go to hell. That's great. You know, it's kind of like when we were in school. We knew what we had first period, second period, third period. And it's one of the things I've been suggesting to all my clients is no matter what, get a schedule. And you know what? You don't have to schedule eight hours in a day. 
You can do four hours focused work versus eight hours of scattered all over the place. You know, and suggestions of giving yourself a timer, maybe 45 minutes or max 90 minutes, and then take, give yourself a good half hour break. What, what I've done is I've broken out my Wii Nintendo after 18 years. And in fact, when I stepped on the Wii Fitness, it said, welcome back after 3,742 days, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> which I thought was kind of funny, um, you know, but it's like a lot of us. So it's kind of going back to see what we can do, what we've left that we haven't been able to get done at this point in time. So we can feel productive because I think that's what is the challenge for a lot of leaders is not feeling as productive as they usually are and not quite grasping that it's not usual and customary business today anyhow. So give yourself a break. Yeah, I, I think so. Be, be a bit kind to yourself and be a bit kind to your people, right? I mean, the, the productivity is in, is in different spaces. I mean, a lot of people, you know, it's highlighted that they, they were not digitally ready. And one of the things that COVID has accelerated and things that you and I were probably speaking about to organizations is that digital disruption. So, you know, I'm fortunate that I, I can, you know, I can do all my banking on my phone. Uh, you know, I, my, I haven't spoken to my accountant face-to-face -face for years. We've been doing it through Zoom. Um, so my accounting is in the, but I, you know, I'm talking to organizations that, that should be in a digital space and they've got antiquated systems. Everybody's got to dial in through a VPN and they've got to log out of the VPN to print a document. So, you know, I think there's a, there's a checklist in terms of some things that are going to need to be fixed uh, as soon as we can get back to the office. Right. And people should also know it's not just them. Because I was on a meeting yesterday um, and the speaker had a meeting with Microsoft. And Microsoft decided to use Microsoft Teams, of course, and Microsoft Teams failed in the middle of the meeting for okay. Microsoft. So people are going to have technology problems even when they design their own stuff. So it's going to happen out there. And, you know, uh, the best thing to do is just let people know up front. You know, if they're at home and the dog is barking, say, oh, that's just a dog barking. People know you're where you are, you know? Well, I, I mean, I think people have got a, a lot more uh, accepting of that. I mean, that's when, when I had, um, I was doing a lot of work with Microsoft's operations here in Singapore a few years ago. And the, the, the hashtag irony was the Wi-Fi didn't work in the Microsoft office. <laughs> um, so hopefully they're going to, I quite like Teams, but you know, I'm sure it's going to get improved. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking through Zoom. Uh, hats off to Zoom. They've had to scale very quickly and they've had, they, they took the feedback about some security issues and and they fix that very fast. So hats off to Zoom. I just wish I'd had I'd bought some shares before all this happened. And it's hence why we're doing it. It's seven thirty in the morning uh, here in the U.S. and and was it seven thirty at night over there or? Yeah, so yeah, it's seven fifty three. So I've got a call night there. Uh, but yeah. the reason why we're doing the Zoom now also is because in the U.S. at nine o'clock, millions of children are going to be on the platform going to school. So that's when we start to see some maybe glitches and stuff like that. So, you know, another thing, if you're going to be having conferences or meetings is, you know, adjust your timing because there are, so let's say high volume times that they're dealing with right now to adjust to the new normal. Yeah, it is. I'm, you know, I just have to say living in Singapore, we don't worry about bandwidth because we have some of the fastest bandwidth in the world. So, um, well, so just a, a quick, a, a quick humble brag for Singapore, which, I have behind me here on my virtual screen. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, that's good. And hey, I, I, I've got a nine o'clock class tonight because, you know, I have global clients. So uh, nine o'clock my time, which is about, again, about nine o'clock your time. You know, I, I will be on the air again. So uh, the clock has extended, which is why we need to, as you rightly said, make sure we get that self-care. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about how people can find your book, get your book. It's all out there. I've read your book. I've got a copy right in my bedroom right there. I like to know what I got to do to lead. So tell us about it. Okay. So when I wrote this book in 2012 with Dr. Anna Kazan, it's used on MBA programs around the world. You get that from Amazon. This one I wrote in 2016. It's very thin, but it gets to the point very quickly. For your audiences, I have made that almost free plus six uh, coaching, six or seven coaching sessions of me talking about the lessons. Um, and that I normally sell for $97. That's $7 um, just to cover my hosting costs. You get that from selfleadership.com forward slash SLA. So you can download the PDF of the book. You can get some pre-recorded coaching from me so that you understand how you can be a self-leader and therefore more effectively lead others. Well, that's a great treat. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming to us from Singapore. That's Andrew Bryant, my good friend, one of the best international coaches on the planet, author of Self-Leadership. You can go and get his book, Self-Leadership. Tell us how you can get that again. All right. So this one, obviously, Self-Leadership, How to Be More, a More Successful, Effective, and Efficient Leader. Care about the special for the audience, Andrew. Tell and us. the special from the audience is this one which you can download the PDF selfleadership.com and forward slash SLA, which is just short for self-leadership accelerator, SLA. All right. Beautiful. Andrew, thanks again for being a guest on the Solutions Oriented Leader podcast. Stay safe. Give your wife a big hug down there. And we'll see you soon in Singapore when this is all over. See you, Rick. Take, Take care. care. Perfection. Okay. To learn more about solutions-oriented leadership, please visit our website at rickgoodman.com or feel free to email me at info at rickgoodman.com and please subscribe to the Solutions-Oriented Leader on iTunes or your favorite podcast app to get your weekly episodes automatically.